I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Stop. <laughs> Normally, we end the show with laughter. Today, we're starting with laughter because Shelly made the hilarious joke that we were prepared. Listeners, I don't know if you know this, we're never prepared. Not really. We pretend to be prepared, but we're pantsers at heart. Okay, today, we are doing another episode of Indie Author Class, and... When last we left you, if you're listening to these in order, when last we left you, we were talking about your amazing, wonderful idea that you had and how you were now going to sit down and write your masterpiece because you'd found the idea and it was great. You were super excited about it. And Shelly, I don't know about you, but often what happens to me when I do that is that I write like a couple of pages or like a thousand words with great excitement. And then I go, oh, wait, now what? Oh, I don't even get that far. I get all excited and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to write it. And I sit down and I stare at that blank screen like, what should the first sentence be? How do I get them into it? How can I make them see it? I'll go get some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're talking about what to do when you get stuck right at the beginning, which I think really is common, especially if you're a pantser. Um, who's sort of exploring the world as you go. You don't necessarily even know where your story starts yet. You just know that there's a story to be told. Right. So the first thing you got to do is just get over that blank screen and just type. Just even if it's gibberish, just start typing thoughts about what you want to write. Get yourself in there because otherwise that blank screen will just suck your soul away. Oh, yeah. The blank screen is the most terrifying thing in existence. Like there, it's it's like any new opportunity. It's exciting and terrifying, uh, right. but mostly terrifying. And that killer opening sentence isn't going to come to you out of nowhere. Most likely, will not. It'll probably take some rewrites to get that first really great opening sentence or paragraph. So don't get stuck on that. Just just dive in, and then later you can go back and go. Okay, now I know where I am and how I want this to begin. And you can rewrite from there. Oh, oh, I have an opportunity to use my favorite quote here. <laughs> Listeners, if you've, if you've been with us for a while, you may have heard me say this before. I really enjoy saying it in high school classes because it makes them giggle because I said a word. The first draft of anything is shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, take it up with Ernest Hemingway because I'm pretty sure that was him. I know I attribute everything to Ernest Hemingway, but like I'm, I'm like 99.6% sure that it was actually Ernest Hemingway who said that. And we don't have to pay him royalties or anything, so it's fine. Yeah, so clearly he was the one who said it. Um, for, for me, in that kind of blank page state, I think you're right that getting something on the page is awesome. And sometimes it's literally just like, Ella is a high school student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like obvi- that sentence is probably not going to stay right <laughs> and it's not a great place to start in terms of like nobody wants to pick up a book and have the first sentence be Ella is a high school student I mean maybe but probably not so but it's it's me starting right it's not where your reader's starting and a lot of people I think get it in their heads that they have to like do this kind of tour de force amazing thing right at the beginning and you really probably don't know enough to even do that. 
Right. What I do is a lot of times if I know generically what I'm doing or where I'm starting, I'll just like write out very just simple sentences like found a dead body. <laughs> like just because I'm just kind of maybe, I guess, kind of plotting it as I go. And then I go back and I fill it in. I'm like, okay, then I've got words on a page that I can play with. And that right. makes me feel more like I'm ready to start. Um, so I think that helps sometimes if you're just writing gibberish, like even uh, like I mentioned nano a lot, but that's really helped me get through a lot of breakthrough writing periods. It, it, they say like, you know, throw in a song title or you know a song lyric or anything to just keep yourself typing. But then take them out because they really, right. they're hard to get permission for as we oh, learned. Yes, definitely. <laughs> like another thing they say is to, to take a paragraph from one of your favorite books and start with that first paragraph and then write after that just to get yourself into the field. And obviously you're going to take that out and rewrite, but then it'll be yours and you can start going from there. I think that's actually one of the beautiful things about fan fiction uh, is that you kind of have the structure to start with. And so I think a lot of people start early in their writing, um, writing fan fiction and some people write fan fiction forever. Mm -hmm. And some people actually have written really great books that started as fan fiction. Uh, But I think that it's a starting place for so many people because you do kind of have like, you don't have to start from scratch. You already know what the characters look like and you know where they hang out and you know what annoys them and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, sometimes you can start with that. Like, what if you take this character that you have this idea for and you just drop them into someone else's universe for a few minutes? Right. And how would they respond? But it gives you a good feel of who you're writing then. And then you can be like, okay, now I know what Bob's doing. (laughs) You know, Bob. Yeah, Bob. He's he's always around, bobbing around, <laughs> being a Bob. So if you really, if you don't want to do that, another thing um, people find a lot is writer prompts. There's thousands mm-hmm. of books and websites and, and everything out there where you can just Google daily writer prompts and they'll give you all kinds of things to, to hopefully get your brain going on, on where to write. If you don't even have like a story idea yet, you just want to start writing. Um, I think most people at least have a a germ of an idea of what they want to go with. Well, I think sometimes even if you do have an idea, like let's, if I sit down, like my next book is uh, a teenager who has a chronic illness that's, he's trying to figure out what it is and, you know, stuff happens. So I could take this character and put him into a writer's prompt. If somebody, somebody's Mm. like, okay, your character finds $10,000 on the ground. What does he do next? Right. Like I could take that character and even if that piece of the story gets cut later, mm-hmm. which it doesn't have to be. I mean, some of these prompts end up being great. I remember. And sorry, I'm starting two things at once. Let me finish the first thought. <laughs> uh, so uh, sometimes, you know, that's enough to kind of get you to get to know the character. I keep coming back to getting to know the character because for me, that's where the story starts. Like, oh. I don't feel like the story's real until I kind of know this person. 100%. If you don't like the, if you don't know who you're reading about or writing about, it's all blah. You, you need the people. Right. Cause otherwise, I mean, plot's cool and all, but you care about the plot because of the people in it for the most part, unless it's like, no, I was going to say, unless it's like John Wick, but even John Wick, you care about him because of his puppy. Well, yeah. <laughs> How can you not care about John Wick? Okay. So he no kills spoilers. people. No spoilers. <laughs> well, he kills people. It's not a spoiler. I'm just saying, don't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's a great movie. Go watch it as long as you don't mind a lot of violence. Like a lot. It's a very violent movie. Um, 
We lost count of how many people died. I'm sure someone's done a YouTube video about it. Uh, but let me back up to what I was saying before, which is that there were a few times in Nano, again, a great way to jumpstart your writing. Uh, there were a few times in Nano where they would give us like random things, like in your next scene, do this or mm-hmm. use this. And that was really interesting because one of them actually stayed in my yes. story. So in near life experience, and this is a tiny thing, but in near life experience, one of the prompts that when I was writing that at Nano, we were at a Tim Hortons, which for those of you who aren't in Maine or Canada, uh, is like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or one of those places. It's a donut shop. And we were hanging out there and we were writing. And so one of the prompts was use the, the name Timmy. Oh. And so early in the story, one of the kids pops up and his name is Timmy, which I never would have thought to name a character Timmy. That's just not where my brain is. But he stayed. He ended up staying in the story. And there was more to the prompt. I don't remember all of it. But Timmy stayed in the story. And so sometimes, you know, pulling in these other things, that's what we do all the time anyway. I mean, when you're writing, ultimately, you're pulling in all kinds of things from your life and from what you read yesterday and that movie you watched and you know, what music you're listening to, it's all coming together. So you might as well just like put it in there and let it help you go where you want to go. Right. I, I Even if you something don't similar in mine, the, the prompt they gave us was your character looks out a window. What do they, what do they see? And it, it worked well for a murder mystery. So I, I kept that little bit into it. It's like a, a line, but it really helped the next scene come along. Why was my first thought a stegosaurus? <laughs> you would be wrong. I've never written a story in which that would be relevant, but as soon you were like, your character looks out a window, what would they see? And I was like, a stegosaurus. Well, now you need to write that. So clearly. (laughs) Imagine if you were just sitting there, you're sitting there, you're writing, you got the writer's block thing happening, right? And you look out the window and stegosaurus. Like, what would you even do? I would have to go outside and see him and hug him. Right? Even if he was like a mechanical stegosaurus, I'd have to go see. Maybe in some ways that would almost be cooler. Because if it was a real stegosaurus, I'd be like, someone didn't watch all the Jurassic Park movies and doesn't know what a bad idea this is. Oh, no, that's just for the T-Rex. Stegosauruses are like um, vegetarians, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what happens. You know what happens. Yeah. If people can clone killer dinosaurs, they will (laughs) clone killer dinosaurs. (laughs) They will. That's true. Let's definitely clone the most dangerous thing we possibly can and set it loose. Yes. Okay. So now that we've had that little writer's prompt there for you all, <laughs> go with that. If you use that, please share with us. I'd love to see you looking out the window and finding a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you use anything that we that we've mentioned here, please tell us about it. I think it would be fun. So I think that, I mean, basically, like I said, the get down and write it. Um, maybe take out all the distractions around you. Make it so that you can't get on Facebook or the web anywhere. I know there's a lot of software out there that will actually stop you from going out there and, and playing and making you sit down and write. There's a lot of cute games out there. There's a software, uh, I don't know what it was called. It's like Write or Die, I believe. <laughs> and you have to... Um, you have to write a certain amount each certain amount of time or it erases everything. Oh, no. Yeah. So. No, no. Too much pressure. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
And there's some that you write a certain amount and it helps grow trees around you. Okay, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of softwares out there, depending on what kind of stress level you want to <laughs> encourage you to write. You um, write, damn it. <laughs> but that's what it comes down to. Write the words. That's, I mean, really, ultimately, it, everyone wants a trick, right? Everyone wants some kind of magic solution. And the magic solution is put words on the paper, any words. It, they can be, I hate this. I don't know what I'm doing. Why do I think I'm, I can write this? The, anything. It doesn't matter. Put the words on the paper. And the more you do that, the more you'll have to work with. Yeah, you end up cutting stuff later, maybe. But sometimes you don't. There's a scene in uh, Assembling Ella where Ella has this like existential crisis about whether she's a good artist or not and whether people should take her seriously and whether she takes herself seriously and why people don't like her work. I got news for you guys. <laughs> That's just a rant and I changed the word artist. <laughs> From writer to artist. That's all I did. So all of that stuff is fuel, right? You put it on the page and then and then you see what you're gonna do with it. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't try to like build a Lego set by taking out one Lego at a time, looking at it and going, well, now what do I do? Right? You dump the whole thing out and then you build it. At least that's yeah. how I do it. Uh, so you know, you can't expect that you're just going to have like a perfectly formed masterpiece of a sentence come out. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I, I, I can almost guarantee that that was not a first draft sentence. No, they never are. No. That's probably like a fifth draft. Get used to the word draft. <laughs> <laughs> you are at the beginning of a path. The path is paved with drafts. Someone finished that poem. <laughs> yeah, there's a prompt too, actually. Actually, if you want to write a poem, that's a great prompt. I feel like a lot of people start with poetry in their, again, like early in their writing. Mm -hmm. And it's because poems are small, right? You can feel accomplished. You're like, I wrote six lines. It's done. <laughs> So yeah, maybe so that, that's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Or a short story. Maybe you have an idea for a huge epic fantasy that's going to span five novels, but maybe write a short story about what your character is doing. You know, yeah. start small. Don't You don't have to tackle that ginormous world building all at one time. Dip your toe in and, and you know, kind of start to set the scene. Well, and frankly, you can't tackle it. Like, it's not physically possible for you to make the entire story happen all at once, right? It's, you put down one word at a time. Sometimes you put down many words in quick succession, but ultimately it's one word at a time. So like, what's the next word? Mm. My writing instructor always tells me I have to ride every stride, which is actually kind of similar to that. Like you have to write word for word. You can't just have it all form at one time. Yeah. You can cut that, that made no sense. <laughs> I didn't know you had a writing instructor. I do. I ride on Icelandic horses. Oh. I heard riding, not riding. No, and so horses. I, I was like, ride right every stroke. What does that mean? But I get it now. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why I said yes. tight because I was just babbling. I was like, oh, horses. <laughs> I mean, horses are cool. And like, we do a lot of babbling. It's okay. I feel like if you can't babble, it's really hard to write, you know, like you have to have that kind of brain that's like, oh, what's that? 
oh, this is interesting. Oh, I'm curious about this. Like, that's how writers' brains work. So we shouldn't have to apologize for doing that in language. I guess so, because my brain does it all the time. I'll be like, look over there, and that! Ooh, shiny! (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, horses! (laughs) You look out the window and you see a stegosaurus. On the back of the stegosaurus, there is a horse. On the back of the horse, there is an otter. Shelly's never coming back. (laughs) (laughs) She was never seen again. (laughs) She was never seen again. Okay, so before this episode just goes completely off the rails, if it hasn't already, I think it might have already, but if you're still with us, we hope we helped. Tell us about your own ways of getting past that initial hump of, I have a great idea, I wrote down the five words I knew, and now what? And if you like this episode and you want more indie author class, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you.